My name is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 635, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. in the present and in the future. If you will, God did not leave us hanging. God has totally uh, informed us of what has happened in the past, what's happening right now, and what will happen in the future. Uh, No man and no woman will have an excuse when they stand before God. And I heard a preacher the other day that I love and respect. He's kind of crazy like me, but uh, I, I, uh, I heard him say the other day, and he, he normally, he's not going to say this if he did not check it out and research it real good. He's one of those, uh, uh, he's one of those pastors. He said, people who have not heard the gospel, and he said it this way, will not see heaven. Did you hear me? Did you hear him? Now, I'm going to dig into that a little bit deeper with my dear brother. I know he's getting serious now because he has a beard. He looks like a man now. He's a pastor of one of my favorite churches now. It was one of my favorite churches. I don't know what he did with it. but They've had some problems since Lon Solomon... Uh, uh, resign. What a man of God. He's one of the reasons why I'm standing before you tonight and why uh, my children helped me in the ministry. And uh, I thank God for him, a fellow uh, Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary graduate. and always remember uh, the school uh, has done a wonderful job. Uh, our former president did not do a, a wonderful job. So don't condemn the school because of his corruption. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper into what my brother is talking about. 
with him. Uh, I believe it. But what he's doing is putting the onus on us. He, he's putting the onus on people who say they're saved and who don't, uh, even in a pandemic plague, won't pass out a gospel pamphlet, won't witness to anybody, won't tell anybody about Jesus. The old saints used to say, I can't keep it to myself. Now let me tell you something. If you're born again and saved, you're going to have some of that right there in you. You can't keep it to yourself. You can't keep Jesus to yourself. And I told my wife today, I prayed with her and encouraged her to give her heart to Jesus privately. I've done this down through the years. It's nothing but her pharaoh styled uh, Jamaican pride. Where she just does not want to accept the fact that she is religious and never got saved down there in Jamaica. I told her that I, she's in she's in the same boat that I was in. I was raised up in six or seven churches. My dad was a preacher, mama a preacher lost and on my way to hell and guess what blind didn't even know I was going to hell they never nobody including my parents they nobody nobody told me that I was going to hell nobody told me how to truly get saved being saved was a lifestyle of being around religious folk and eating fried chicken on Sunday and potato salad that'll make your, your tongue slap your brain right out of your head and collard greens and hog jaws and some chitlins every now and then and food on the ground and uh, the women would wear dresses and I wish they would go back to that today and I, let me just say this to the women of today I know you think you're cute in your skinny jeans and you fat people should not think you're cute at all because you're not I'm telling you as a man you're not I don't care what the liars say to you God wants you to dress in modest apparel for more than one reason yeah. some of you got something that you can show and that's going to cause men to sin and uh, and no it's not just on him it's on you too because you're doing it on purpose some of you don't have a whole lot to show and you need to cover it up. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm just telling the truth to you. Nobody's going to tell you this. No, the men are going to lie to you and the women are going to lie to you too. That's what you people do to each other. Women lying to one another. But that's what they did back in the old days. Women wore dresses to church. Back in, the, back in those days. I'm talking about my lifetime. You know, a woman never wore pants and, and, and halter tops to church and all of this. But anyway, it was a lifestyle. You couldn't smoke, you couldn't chew, you couldn't run with those who do and all of that. And if you were a Baptist you could not drink. Can I have any alcoholic beverages? But 
I do recall my dad having some wine coolers stuck down in the bottom of the refrigerator. He was all right with it because he read the Bible. He knew what the Bible said about that. And so uh, we were lost. They were lost. And I told my wife that today that she's in the same boat I was in and I had to renounce my baptism. I had to renounce my multiple church memberships going down the aisle. Um, I had to renounce all of my religiosity when someone presented to me the gospel. And God gave me the grace and the humility to go ahead on and do it. I was befuddled at first when a pastor told me, well, your baptism at 12 years old does not count. See, that stuff does not carry over if you didn't get saved, if you didn't get born again. And I explained to her that she needs to humble herself down and, uh, and believe in Christ for her own good. And I told her, you're not, you won't be doing it for me. I'm not asking you uh, to, I'm not encouraging you to get saved. Uh, I'm not encouraging you to get saved for me. It would be better for me. Because, see, the reason why I know you're not saved is because you have never obey God over the past 34 years. Uh, you have not lived as a Christian. I told, this, I told her this today to her face. Again, you cannot hate your children and not want to spend time with your children and not want to say I love you to your children and not want to hug your children and be saved. You can't be a woman who is saved and never obey the commandments to a woman, a wife, about submitting to her husband, obeying her husband, uh, subjecting herself to her husband. You're lost. By your behavior, I can see that. By your lack of fruit. You say, well, preacher, why are you telling us this? Telling us this? Because I'm preaching the gospel to you right now. I'm trying to get you saved. I already know about my wife not being saved. I'm sharing this with you so that you would understand and see yourself as lost. Because see, proud people, it's proud, uh, proud people, it's, 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 it's a hard thing for them to see themselves as lost, as sinners. And it's hard for people, you'll be amazed how hard it is for some people to admit that they're wicked, evil sinners. It, it goes against your flesh. It goes against the natural pride that you have in you. It goes against the grain in you. It goes against everything in you. And for some people it's, it's harder than others. Oftentimes, rich people are proud because they have all the money in the world. They don't have any power in the world, but they have all the money in the world. And they think that that is power. And to a degree, 
it is a little bit uh but uh they have the buy, the power to buy things uh but they don't have the power to get saved on their own and they oftentimes become proud and arrogant don't they because they have money the bible talks about how they speak roughly to others because and they're bombastic because they have some money they mistreat other people because they have some money including their family members uh, uh, nothing is more odious uh, than somebody who uh, has money and now they are arrogant and proud and even won't even show appreciation for the people who helped them to get the money This is why Jesus, someone asked Jesus, can a rich man even be saved? And Jesus said, it's harder for the rich man than a camel going through the eye of a needle. Now, looking at that naturally, people have tried to come up with all kinds of things. Uh, that's hard to do. How about you tonight? Don't worry about my wife. Uh, just pray for her, as I am doing. And God is, has been notified. How about you? In the words of this pastor, if you have never heard the gospel, you will never see heaven. And he's right. You say, well, that's not fair. Well, who are you to call uh, the things of God not fair? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus Christ said, the most important words, the most powerful words, and the most loving words ever said in the history of the world, along with all of his other words, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you, think about it, are you religious, but lost, because your mama and them told you you got confirmed when you were four years old or three years old? Are you religious and lost? or religious but lost because uh, the family church baptized you as the, at the age of 12 like they did me and it's the strangest thing I don't even tell this story that much because uh, it makes me believe more and more now that God calls some preachers from the womb I had a hard time believing that for years but I believe that more now because I'm telling you the truth, I lie not. For years, throughout my childhood, this lost, wicked, evil, depraved young man, thinking only about women, girls. That's all I was about, girls, young women, 
going up. Thank God I didn't come up in the age of online pornography. Even though I did see some things I should not have seen back in the day. Hated my dad because he was a preacher. My dad would listen to Billy Graham and invite me to listen with him. And I paused for a minute and caught a glance and I was disgusted with how boring that man was. That's a fact. I never heard a man so boring in my life. I could not understand why my dad loved to listen to him. Every time he came on with a crusade, thank God he came on because I believe my dad got truly saved because I saw my dad change. He became one of the most loving men. I believe he's the most loving man I've ever met. Too loving too much to a fault. Letting his wife get away with murder and letting his children get away with murder. We did things we should not have done because he loved us too much. He didn't know how to regulate that love. Nobody taught him. He never had a father. He had a father, but his father died when he was a child. And I hated that man with a passion for no reason. No reason. No reason. Other than he had Christ in him, I didn't know that. And he, 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 he would not chastise me, and he should have. I should have been beaten B times. It would have helped me, and it would have helped him. But I was in church every Sunday morning. You know why? Because of a black mother who didn't play. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was already settled. That everybody up in here going to church. My dad didn't lead the way on that. My dad would have been more lenient and let us stay home and watch the Dallas Cowboys beat up on the Redskins. But but my mother, she didn't care nothing. Listen to me. She didn't care nothing about that. It was not it was no use in trying to talk with her about that. Zippo. She assumed that you were going to go to church. But for some reason throughout my childhood, I can't say it was every day, but at least I prayed it once a week. I would get on my knees in my room by myself. My mother and father never saw me do it. My brother may have. He's dead and in heaven now, I hope. And I prayed, as wicked as I was, as lost as I was, Lord, show me the light. Now, that's the truth. And God knows it's the truth. Because evidently, he's the one who put it in my heart. And I don't put God in stuff that's not the truth. I just don't. Uh, I, I fear him too much. And my beloved... December the 19th, 1979, someone came and showed me the gospel like I'm showing you right now. And I believe the gospel. When they showed me Romans 10:9 and Romans 10:13, I said, I said, is that all I need to do to get saved? 
And they said, yes. The guy, the guy who's leading me to the law, Michael Lewis, said, yes. That's it. You see it right there in black and white. And I can see those words in my mind right now, today, after 40-something years. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that night I got saved. He led me in a sinner's prayer like I'm getting ready to lead you. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Believe with your heart. Confess with your lips. Call on his name. Pray and ask him to save you. Believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Jesus Christ did that for you. As we're going to talk about later in another service tonight. If God gives me the grace and the strength. He came to serve us to the point of death. He died for your sins and mine. He died for your lying, my lying, your stealing, my stealing, our lusts for people and things, covetousness, dishonoring our parents as I did, disrespecting uh, our parents disobeying our parents Jesus died these I'm just naming a few of the Ten Commandments that we all have broken dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain Jesus Christ died on the cross suffered and bled and died on the cross for you and me for our wickedness and evil that we have done because Jesus Christ never sinned in word thought or deed his blood is pure blood. The blood of God, if you will. For there's another name for Jesus Christ, and that name is Emmanuel, God with us. In truth, my dear friends, Jesus Christ, who called himself the Son of God, this is one of the reasons why the Jews killed him because the Jews understood that if he is calling himself the Son of God, then he is God. And God, the Son, died on the cross for you and me. Now, my dear friends, as I always say, that's love for you. Okay? And, and as the songwriter said in a song we just listened to, you need to resign from sin and believe in him. Do it now for your own good. As I told my wife earlier today, for your own good, you need to do this. I don't want to see you die and go to hell. <clears throat> and I don't want to see you die and go to hell. I'm not up here for my health. I'm up here because I want to see you, I want you to hear the gospel and be saved from hell. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. 
he preached more on hell than he did about heaven. So my dear friend, believe in him who died on the cross for you, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. All of our nasty sins were taken away when Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and shed his blood. And all we have to do is the easiest thing in the world, that's right, is easy. Why would God make it hard for such wretched, wicked, ungodly people as we are? He made it easy. Like Sunday morning, in the words of Lionel Richie, he made it easy. It's not hard. You don't have to join a church. You don't have to uh, go up to the front, which was horrifying to me as a little kid, having to go up to the front in about six churches that we joined. You didn't. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to speak in tongues and jump and shout and run around the church and fall out, which was horrifying to me as a little kid as well. You don't have to do these things. You don't have to give a whole lot of money to the church. You don't have to give any money to the church or to the preacher to get saved. I make this very clean and clear because, for you to understand, because so many pastors, they drive all of these things together. And people are confused about how to get saved. Because you have some pastors who are more concerned about you becoming a member uh, of their church than a member of Christ's body. Uh, they want you to be a paying member. And they drive it together. This, this all needs to be separated. The gospel first. Don't talk about anything else but the gospel and getting people saved from hell and then let Jesus take it from there with the help of the church. But none of these things will save you. Speaking in an unknown tongue, don't be afraid of that. You don't have to speak in an unknown tongue to get saved. Most of the people who speak in tongues, they didn't get they didn't speak in tongue when they first got saved. None of that. You focus on what Jesus Christ said to you and to me and to the whole world. He said the most important words in the history of the world. You say, preacher, why do you keep saying it over and over again? Because I want you to get it. It's called the power of repetition. I want you to get this. And I want you to do it for your own good. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not go to hell, but have everlasting life. That is, in heaven with God and with Jesus Christ. The angels and the people of God, my dear friend. So if you want to be saved, you believe in him, as he said. Go by his words, nobody else's. Call on his name in prayer for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Whosoever means anybody at any time. You may be in Jamaica land. You may be in the Ukraine. You may be in Russia. You may be in Iran.
You may be in China. Wherever you are. In Kenya. In the Philippines. Wherever you are. Right now. Believe in Jesus Christ in your heart. And pray and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer. In the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me. Phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge and I admit. That I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. Repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults, because I know I deserve to go to hell, but I do not want to go there. So, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe with all of my heart, soul and spirit, and mind in you. I believe that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my uh, spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer with me in sincerity, you have been translated from darkness to light. You're not on your way to hell anymore. You're on your way to heaven. Yes, it is as simple as that. Uh, The Word of God, the Bible, tells us not to be removed from the simplicity in Christ. Jesus Christ made it simple and easy for us to get saved. By His grace, not by our works. And so, dear friend, may I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Now, dear friend, to help you to grow in the faith, I have a free book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door.
go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, click on that book and you can download it in the words of Oliver B. Green of many years ago instantaneously and and I guarantee you Oliver B. Green never thought I would be able to use his word he used so much regarding this technology that we have today where a person can have a book in just a couple of minutes he never he never uh, he thought about that and uh, there's another book beside it to solidify what you just did and to help you to understand it better how to be saved from hell straight from the Bible and yes I'm talking to you folks down in Florida you may not have uh, electricity but you got that cell phone they they hooking you up down there pay attention you need to be saved you need to be born again that's the first uh, thing that need, you need to take care of God to take care of the rest if you pray to him and trust in him also email me at the email on your platform we have people standing by ready to answer your questions ready to put your name on our prayer list uh, and you can do that on my email as well my personal email dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and if you have a prayer request we will pray for you until you tell us to stop and most people don't tell us to stop that's why we keep on praying for them and so may God bless you and bless the remainder of your saved life until we meet on the other side at this time, let's resume our service already in progress, the standing between the living and the dead service. Today, my beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 24, verses 31 through 34. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, especially those of you who just got saved, the eternal Word of God, the Holy Bible. And before we read it, let's pray. Holy Father God, on this Saturday night, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, thank you so much for the liberty and the strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel, to preach your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight, along with everybody who uh, names the name of Christ and who is saved and born again. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. 
and wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace and your mercy for such wretched people as we are. I don't know how you do it. I have no clue. Your love is beyond my feeble mind. And Lord, I praise you and thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And Lord God in heaven, I pray with those who are saved, and I pray that they would pray and not listen to me pray. Even those in Florida, help them to pause and pray and not worry about the tribulation and trouble that they're in. But to put it all into your hands, and I know that that is easier said than done. When this kind of trouble hits, uh, we can be praying and then we'll open our eyes to see uh, and check. But Lord, help your people down there to pray. And help your people there and across America help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. For Lord, we are the reason for all of the trouble in this country for many of us have forsaken you who claim to be Christians many of us have turned our backs on you and on your holy word and it cannot be denied and some have turned into Judas's against you Holy Father God and Lord Jesus in these modern times we have failed you we have failed the family, we have failed the church, we have failed the nation, and we have failed this world by not obeying your great commandments, your great commandment rather, and your great commission. Two simple things you told us to do, two simple mandates, and we have chosen to refuse, refuse to do it. Oh, Lord, we talk a good game, but we don't mean what we say we don't mean business and you you've known it for a long time of course you knew it before we even knew it and you were so loving and so patient but thank you for laying the boom down on us uh, and rebuking us and chastising us as your people and punishing others for their good to come to know your Savior and for us to come back to you and so, Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved tonight, crucify our flesh and the old man within us and my family in this audience and uh, Christians around the globe. And fill us afresh and anew tonight with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we will not sin against you. <clears throat> throughout this night and throughout this weekend, and Lord God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
that you would deliver each and every one each and every one of us who names the name of Christ and who is saved and born again by your grace and we have that blessed assurance deliver us from temptation evil and sin grant us Lord your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right to live right to think right to do right to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory. Now, Lord, I, even though my great-grandmother taught me this prayer, my great-grandmother, Bree Love, she was the one who made sure I learned it. Not my grandmother, not my mother. Uh, my grandmother taught me to lay me down to sleep, and my mother did too, my soul to keep. But it was my great-grandmother who taught me the Lord's Prayer and after all of the theological training that you have blessed me to get all of the reading of books and studying deep down Lord I I still don't fully understand that part uh, as I know that by your grace I will one day thine is the kingdom the power and the glory but I do believe it and Lord, I do pray, uh, Lord, tonight for the salvation of all of my lost but religious family members. And next to the rich are the religious, who are the hardest people to realize their lostness. And the fact that they're on their way to hell because of the false religion they have in their hearts and lives and minds. But Lord, I pray that, as one preacher said down in Florida, that you would shake the gates of hell in their hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, and shake them loose from their pride and their religion, and that they would humble themselves on both sides of my family. Uh, uh, my wife's mother and aunts and her siblings and other family members and my mother and my sisters and uh, uh, Lord that you gave me this well I, I had this thought the other day I don't know if you gave it to me or not because of the weight problem in our family Lord help my sister under me and my sister uh, youngest sister to understand that they may die before their mother and I may die before my mother as well but uh, help them to think for themselves and not to follow their mother in disobedience of ruling over men usurping the authority over men in the home and in the church uh, for my mother is more dangerous than some of the other biblical Jezebels in the church because with great ease my mother has always um, with great ease ruled over men without a problem and that, I think that's more dangerous uh, because I don't even think she thinks about it as she should but I'm sure she has read those passages 
that she should not be a pastor over men, a bishop over men, an apostle over men in the church when they have men who can lead. In fact, her son-in-law can lead all of them quite well, for he is more like my dad than I am, a very loving man. And, um, and I know he's not perfect, but he's a man, and, and uh, I believe that they ought to relinquish. He should be the bishop of that church. He should have been the bishop of that church since my dad died. Uh, for not only is he a loving man like my dad, and is my brother in in truth, uh, but um, he is an industrious man. He, he knows how to get things done. He has great leadership abilities. And my sister ought to submit to him and make sure their marriage is tight my mother ought to relinquish all of her power over the church and repent of being a Jezebel in the church. And I love my mother, and uh, I thank you for her, as you know. But I love her so much, I'm going to do something that my dad didn't know to do, didn't know how to do, and that is to tell her the truth. For none of these of my family members need to die and go to hell uh, with just religion, by what they thinking that what they do constitutes salvation when it doesn't, when you're disobedient. So open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and Lord, I pray that they will take heed to what you're telling them to do uh, from your word and by your grace. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, tonight for uh, the salvation of the lost worldwide, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving and the mourning all around the globe. And Holy Father God, thank you for remembering mercy and grace while chastising us all in the church and rebuking us all and uh, um, dealing with people who are not saved so that they would get saved and so that we would repent and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray also that you would, for those of us who are saved in my family and beyond. Our Lord, in, in this audience, in this country and around the globe, our Lord, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. From our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, we cast all care upon you. For, Lord, we know that you care for us. I pray, Lord, that you would bring down the blood pressure of myself and others. For as the doctors uh, told me that as you age, your blood pressure, based upon your family history, has a tendency to go up. And Lord, I pray that through prayer and your grace and uh, whatever other means, you would bring that down in all of our lives. Uh, and Lord, I do pray also that you will deliver each and every one of us, 
who name the name of Christ. From tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions, distresses and afflictions, and uh, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, publicly and in a way that I normally don't do. I pray that you'd work a divine miracle and have tens of thousands of dollars to come in, Lord, to further the gospel and to further the ministry. And Lord, I pray that for BCNN One Black Christian News, which is an extension of our ministry, uh, you would provide attorneys who can guide us and direct us in dealing with uh, constant frivolous uh, threats of lawsuits and people trying to get money uh, for nothing we did wrong. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you would also uh, uh, protect, Lord, my family tonight and my family in this audience tonight and Christian people in this country and around the globe. Protect us all tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil and the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, out of any of my children who have that problem, out of my wife's family members, including her mother, her aunts, and out of my uh, family members, including my, my mother and my siblings. And uh, I do pray <coughs> that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from our family. Uh, for I know the devil is hot and mad at this ministry and what we do. And he's mad at my children who help me in the ministry and who support me in the ministry because he wants this ministry shut down and stopped. And Lord, I want to thank you after almost seven years of preaching the gospel daily and editing uh, Black Christian News and all of the other publications and things that we do. I want to thank you, Lord, that you have allowed me to live to see certain key people turn around from going down the road of inclusivity, uh, inclusiveness of homosexuals in the church. I, I know that you did it in answer to prayer. And I know that you have used me in rebuking people publicly um, um, about turning away from you and joining up with other people against you. And, uh, and, and, the, and these people, most of them are saved and they know better. And they have turned around at the preaching, at, at the public rebuke you have charged me to rebuke openly uh, that others may fear uh, and your holy word 
talks about secret uh, uh, open rebuke is better than secret love. So Lord, thank you for your holy word, but most importantly, thank you for hearing and answering prayers. Thank you for giving myself and others courage to do that to an attempt to save uh, an attempt to save the church and to get lost souls saved. I give you the glory, praise, and honor that key individuals, key pastors, <clears throat> key churches are forsaking the demonic homosexual abomination of homosexuality experiment and the abomination and demonic uh, so-called inclusiveness program <clears throat> that has been going on clandestinely in the church. Thank you for exposing it. And Lord, I pray that your true Christians would not be deceived and your true pastors would not be caught up in it just to be accepted in the community and that they would continue to turn this ship around for your glory, your praise, and your honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. If I could sing like Daniel White Jr., I would break out. I'll break, I would break out on you and sing, Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 31 through 34. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, <clears throat> and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and they, rather, and thy want as an armed man. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for leading me, helping me, and granting me your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach the gospel uh, first in the words of my dad and mom from the get-go tonight. And I praise you and I thank you for giving me the strength and your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray. And then, Lord, to also read your holy word. Have your holy word to find a lodging place in our hearts. And help us to meditate on it. And help us to live by it and to apply it to our lives. <clears throat> to obey it. To preach the whole counsel of God and to preach your holy gospel. Save those who are lost. And Lord, grant my staff, my children, your grace, strength, unction, and anointing of the power of your Holy Spirit to continue the great work that they have been doing as they are doing it from their hearts for you. They don't have to do it. 
They're doing it because of you. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray and for his sake. Now, beloved, when I was a teenager, I wanted to get wisdom and knowledge. So I set out uh, to read the big family Bible that was kept in the living room and that many families had in those days. We don't see them much today, but these are huge Bibles. But I couldn't get past Genesis chapter 2 before I got bored with reading the Bible. I just could not understand it. I found out later in life that you have to believe on Christ and get saved before you can understand the Holy Word of God, the Bible. So, so here is how I became a Christian, and here is how you can too. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law, the God who created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. Our bodies go to a grave. Our soul goes to hell because of our sin if we don't trust in Christ Jesus as our Savior. And that leads me to my third point. Thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew, 10, uh, Matthew 18, 8. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 8, in the Holy Word of God. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Holy Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <clears throat> now hell in the lake of fire, dear friends, is bad news. Uh, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world, said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and to change your life so that you can understand the Bible better and learn it and do it and be blessed by it. And Jesus will save you today. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, believing in your heart that he is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world and that he died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead, please pray with me this simple prayer and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, early one Sunday morning. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins, and today... I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose on the third day. I trust Jesus Christ as my Savior, and by your grace I will follow him as Lord from this day forward. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well 
and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Dear friend, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.